Hello, How I Work listener. My latest book, The Health Habit, is coming out on January 9, but you can pre-order it now wherever you buy books. If you're stuck in a cycle of unhealthy habits, then The Health Habit will help you design a personalized, science-backed plan to change your habits for good. My name is Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist and the founder of behavior change consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you get so much more out of the hours in your day. For the next few weeks, I'm sharing a few extracts from my new book, The Health Habit, on how I work. Today's extract is all about why you need to ignore the goal of doing 10,000 steps per day and how many you need to do instead. Back in 1965, a Tokyo-based pedometer manufacturer came up with the idea to market a pedometer called Manpokai, which is Japanese for 10,000 steps meter. The name was purely a marketing tool, since the Japanese character for 10,000 looks a bit like a man walking. But is there any science behind the magic number of 10,000 steps per day that anyone with the pedometer feature on their smartwatch strives for? Turns out the answer is no. Thankfully, there is science behind how many steps you should actually walk per day to improve your health and decrease your risk of premature death. Because it's best to base health habits on science, not spin doctors. A group of researchers across the United States recently set out to investigate the ideal number of steps per day required to reduce the risk of premature death. The study, led by Amanda Pullock, an assistant professor of kinesiology at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, followed more than 2,000 adults aged between 38 and 50 for two years. Participants wore an accelerometer, which is a device that measures the vibration or acceleration of motion, and researchers checked back in with them 10 years later. It turns out that 10,000 steps per day wasn't the magic number that Japanese marketers would have us believe. Pallock and her colleagues found that those who walked just 7,000 or more steps per day, compared with those who walked less, had a 50% to 70% lower risk of mortality. Dr. Ai Min Lee, a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, was also interested in whether the 10,000 steps idea was simply a myth. She led a study involving more than 16,000 older women and measured the number of steps they took for one week. Four years later, she then followed up with these women to see what happened to their health. Compared to sedentary women who averaged 2,700 steps per day, those who averaged 4,400 daily steps, had a 41% reduction in mortality, a big result for fewer than 2,000 additional daily steps. But what is particularly interesting is that Lee found that there was a magic number where after hitting that step count, increased mortality rates started to level off. That number was 7,500 steps per day. Lee discovered that walking 10,000 steps compared to 7,500 steps a day didn't lead to a significant difference when it came to the chance of premature death. 
Another study that examined the impact of steps per day on mortality recruited nearly 5,000 adults living in the United States aged over 40, with a mean age of 57 years old. Participants wore an accelerometer for six days and were followed up a decade later. There were some stark differences when the researchers compared those who walked fewer than 4,000 steps per day against those who walked 8,000 to 12,000 steps per day. Compared to those who walked more than 8,000 steps per day, those who walked less than 4,000 steps daily were seven times more likely to have passed away at the 10-year mark. In addition, they were 10 times more likely to have died from heart disease. Interestingly, walking at a fast versus a leisurely pace yielded no significant impact on mortality, meaning that even if you dawdle for your 8,000 steps, you'll be doing yourself and your health a massive favour. Now, I must confess, I used to be a 10,000 steps a day kind of gal. More often than not, I would hit this goal despite having moved my office to my home back in March 2020 and reduced my daily commute to an arduous 20 steps from my bedroom to my study. Back when I used to catch the train into Melbourne city centre to go to work, I would easily clock up 4,000 to 5,000 steps a day without even trying. I'd reach this number from the incidental exercise of walking to the railway station, walking to the office from the station, walking to get a coffee or grab some lunch and walking around the office to chat to my teammates. Since shifting to working from home 100% of the time, I've had to be more deliberate in how I incorporate movement in my day. One of the strategies I've put in place to achieve this was my phone rule. If I have a phone meeting or impromptu chat where I don't need to write notes or be at my computer, I walk. If the weather is nasty, I do laps of my living room. And if the weather is good, I'll do laps of my block. My Monday afternoons often have a lot of meetings with various members of my team. I find that on those days, I'll easily clock over 10,000 steps without deliberately carving out time for exercise. And before researching this chapter, I used to mentally beat myself up if I didn't hit 10,000 daily steps. But now I can end the day feeling like a winner if I only clock up 7,500. If you found today's episode useful, then I guarantee you will love my new book, The Health Habit. Search for The Health Habit wherever you get your books and pre-order your copy today. Thank you for sharing part of your day with me by listening to How I Work. If you're keen for more tips on how to work better, connect with me via LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm very easy to find. Just search for Amantha Imber. How I Work was recorded on the traditional land of the Wurundjeri people, part of the Kulin Nation. I am so grateful for being able to work and live on this beautiful land, and I want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Nimba, who did the audio mix and makes everything sound better than it would have otherwise.